Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Espo and Gerald Bourget. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Good. It's uh, opening day in baseball for those that care to partake in that. And uh, I used to love it. So I'm, I'm rocking the D-backs and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, some long, long games of uh, like that. I, I don't know. Baseball is <laughs> baseball is almost uh, therapeutic in that it takes forever. So you can kind of just zen out. I kind of like that. I get that. Good it, background noise. It helps me sleep. It is therapeutic. <laughs> um no, no, I'm happy for all of our baseball fans that you guys are getting opening day after all, after we weren't sure if it was yeah. going to happen. I think um, that was the worst part. Yeah. It was just not like having to wait. I'm just happy for Derek Montier, host of, yeah. of PHNX D-backs, <laughs> because his now his wardrobe has a place to actually go. <laughs> so. He's so excited. So is Michaela Perkins. <laughs> so many people are just so excited for baseball, and we are excited for all of you. For baseball, but this is a Suns <laughs> podcast, so we're going to talk a little bit of Suns basketball right now. So what we're going to do here off the top is kind of break down a few key dates and things to keep an eye on with the playoffs just on the horizon for the Suns. So a little bit of a an update corner, if you will. Or mm-hmm. Suns community calendar, however you I like want to that. look at That's it. That's a yeah. good one, yeah. So we're going to start with today, April 7th. So today... I believe two minutes ago, as of this recording, 2 p.m. Arizona time, the deadline for waiving players on an expiring contract was that 2 p.m. time. Mm-hmm. Unless we're, unless maybe it's 5 p.m. Arizona time, <laughs> but Bobby Mark said it was 5 p.m. today. Mm-hmm. And, and as an Eastern East Coast guy, I assume he was talking his own time, right? Yeah, <laughs> I would assume so. So unless there's some news that just hasn't been reported yet and it's coming in after the buzzer, it looks like the Suns are going to have Alfred Payton on their playoff roster, um, which, you know, I'm happy for Alfred because I know this has been a difficult year for him. And I, Monty's talked a lot about how he has the hardest job on this team. But uh, just after watching Alfred Payton the last few weeks, after watching what Ish Wainwright did last night, and I wrote all about this um, after his career game, it just doesn't make sense why you would keep Alfred Payton on this roster and why you wouldn't sign Ish, convert his two-way contract, because if this stands, if there's no news that's reported late after the buzzer, Ish Wainwright and Ife Lundberg are going to be ineligible for the playoffs. I imagine it probably has less to do with Ish and, and what he did or didn't do. because It seems like he was right temperament, did everything you want from... A guy on the bench when he came in, workmanlike, took care of of things. To me, and we joked about it a little bit last night on the post game, but I, I actually feel like this may be the case. It feels like Monty has a bit of an affinity for him, kind of the way uh, he, he did for Abdel. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, look, Monty Williams has earned the uh, – the benefit of the doubt, right? He is obviously many more years sitting on the bench of an yes. NBA team than I do. <laughs> he understands players uh, better than I do. So if he sees something, there there must be a reason for it, I'd like to assume. Uh, 
but I'm a little bit at a loss right now as to what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it could just be like maybe a little bit more concern in that point guard role mm -hmm. because of what happened to Chris last year in the playoffs, wanting to have multiple options there in case of something like that happens again. Because then you have campaign who would move into that starting role. And then you have options depending on the matchup. Is Alfred Payton the right guy? Is Aaron Holiday the right guy? They will make that decision amongst themselves. That's that's the part that concerns me is because over the last few weeks, they veered toward Payton over Holiday. And we've speculated as to why that might be. My guess is that he's just had problems picking up the playbook. It could be any number of things, but I just don't understand if you watch that game last night, the immediate turnaround in impact from when Holiday was on the floor versus when Peyton was on the floor in the first half. You know, Mon even said he was kicking himself for not playing him in that first half. Um, he said Alfred did a great job driving, um, but he couldn't finish. He was one for seven, I think, in 12 minutes. And Aaron Holiday comes in, 16 easy points, seven assists, six rebounds. Like, I, I just, I, I don't get it. Um, I get wanting to have other options, but Aaron Holiday has proven to be the better option. And, and in a playoff series, you know, none of those three are going to play if we're talking about Ish and Alfred and Aaron, fingers crossed. When the rotation shortens to eight or nine guys, they're just not going to be in, in those eight or nine guys. But if you have foul trouble, if you have an injury, if you have extenuating circumstances, you need guys who can give you something different. And we've already established Aaron should be ahead of Alfred. Ish Wainwright gives you positional versatility. He gives you length. He gives you strength. He gives you corner three-point shooting. Alfred doesn't give you any of those things. So I, I'm just a little bit confused, and I, I'm not trying to you know, advocate for a guy to lose his place on a team, especially a team like this that everybody loves each other as much as they do and are winning as much as they do. But it, it is just strange that you know this was the time to kind of batten things down for the playoffs, and, and they didn't do that. I am a big believer in context clues, not just in 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 life like there you can figure out a lot if you listen enough right and mm -hmm. monty numerous times when talking about peyton talked about length talked about his defense is i wonder if this is aaron holiday's skill set is very much campaign's skill set you know you can can score it's more offense he can play good defense uh, as well at times but do they just like that Alfred can bring something slightly different defensively, so they want the the chance to have situational guys at that position. It could be, but that just doesn't track with me as much because, you know, like it's not like Aaron Holiday is a bad defender. That's fair. like I, I think Peyton has the size advantage, and that was something that Monty mentioned when we first asked about, you know, why he went. I think it was the first game he mm -hmm. went with Peyton over Holiday, and we were like, what's going on? Um, and he said just the size because Peyton is a little bit taller than Holiday, but they have the same wingspan. They both have a six eight wingspan. Holiday, you know, those Holiday brothers are pests on that end of the floor. Um, and he's praised his defense in the past. So I, I just, I, I just, it's one of those things I don't get. And and this doesn't take away from anything I've said about Monty being my favorite by far for Coach of the Year. Um, and we we have to as much as we talk about, you know, he has some blind spots when it comes to guys like Abdul Nader or Alfred Payton. It's that belief in all of his guys and that those signs of faith, those shows of faith that empower this team as much as they do. Um, so you kind of take the good with the bad. But if this 
does happen in the playoffs. Oh, here we go. I hate. I hate to. You know. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, oh my no. Skin is, my skin is excited, oh, but the rest of me is breaking hurt. news. Tell me. Breaking <laughs> news from Sham Sharania: The Phoenix Suns are waving center forward Frank Kaminsky. <gasps> sources tell the Athletic. No. That's that hurts. Ouch. Well, I don't have to get a tattoo. <laughs> Lindsay's about Lindsay's tearing up I'm right now. I'm sad and I'm confused. Like I okay. Ugh, I hate working through this in real time. <laughs> I guess yeah, in here. Didn't James Jones a month ago go on live radio and say Frank Kaminsky has been cleared to play. He's just ramping back up into uh, physical ability to play, basically maybe, game shape. Maybe that's why. Maybe, uh, maybe there's something with uh, the way he feels physically that there's a mental hurdle for him getting back, and they figure if he can't get there, <clears throat> they need somebody that can. Because carrying him on the roster, if he's got that uh, that hurdle, it's much better to have Ish Wainwright who I mean. went out there and did it last night rather than a guy that can't figure it out. Honestly, everybody knows my affinity for Frank. I wish this wasn't the case. I think the guy is a great bench guy, a guy that was a great fit with this group mm -hmm. and even came back after signing elsewhere. But I also unfortunately understand this is a business, and yeah. if there is some reason why he's not back out there, this makes the best business sense because you get the best of both worlds you get everybody you need everybody you have at point guard for depth and you get a guy that can play multiple positions for you if if ish is the other move right here. we don't know it could be if a technically it could be and and they have until um, april, april 10th, 10th right? so april 10th is the deadline to convert two-way contracts so we could find out anytime between now and april 10th who will take Frank's spot on that roster. Yeah. I am just a little bit bummed. I'm just bummed. But Ozzy Suns fan in the comments say, I think waving Frank made the most sense if he won't make it back. And I completely agree. You guys are absolutely correct there. If there was a hurdle in the in the way of Frank getting into peak physical shape to be able to contribute throughout the playoffs, it makes sense to wave him and add somebody else on the roster who actually could contribute if they needed to turn to him. But the Cove crazies, just the Cove in general, the Cove is crushed, says John this in the chat. Like, what, what are we going to do? It's a dark, dark day. We've had to <laughs> we've had to turn out the lights in the Cove before when he went to Sacramento. But I think we're going to officially have to pour one out forever. We might have to have... Do we have to uh, change the name? I yeah, We might, I get, I, we're going to have to. I'm going to have to take the sticker off my, uh, off my computer. It still could be the Cove. I, you know, it could I mean, still but, be the Cove in uh, in remembrance of Frank Kaminsky. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't know. We're gonna have to come up with something for Ish Wainwright because he's now become my irrational favorite on the team. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I my heart goes out to Frank because he was playing the best basketball of his career before he got hurt. He was working diligently to come back, and every time I ran into the, to him in the hallway and and said what's up to him, you know, I always I would always ask him how he's doing and. He was always kind of down about it, but appreciated the fact that people were still asking, you know, how he's doing when he's coming back. Um, I know that he has loved being on this team, loved this group of guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it just sucks that he was 
having such a great start to the season uh and and now he won't be able to be around to watch them finish the job that that does sting i i think like you said it it does make sense if he wasn't able to return that he's the guy that gets the axe in this situation because you want as many bodies on deck as possible you never know what could happen so i get it um it's just it's tough because we love frank here and uh, I do want to say though, I am extremely happy if this if it's Ish Wainwright's contract that gets converted, which it most likely will be. Uh, couldn't have un- it happen to a nicer guy. He's a 27 year old rookie who was out of college for three, four years before he got his chance here. He's come in, fit in right away. The guys have had nothing but great things to say about him, and he every time we walk in to practice, he greets us and says, "What's up, guys?" Like just the nicest dude, really hardworking guy. So I am happy for him if he's able to be on this playoff roster. It just yeah. this is just a lovable team. It was gonna hurt no matter who it was. It honestly. was, yeah. So I think we should go into this a little bit more now that we have some confirmation that a roster spot is open because Gerald, you had mentioned that you wrote about why Ish Wainwright was deserving of a roster spot mm-hmm. at gophnx.com. And I know you mentioned that. A little bit earlier, but let's mm-hmm. dive in a little more now that we know the likelihood of Ish getting a roster spot is much higher. What are some of your reasons behind why he's deserving of that spot? Yeah, it's not so much that like last night proved anything as far as what you can expect from Ish Wainwright if you play him 25 minutes in the playoffs. Guys like that are going to get targeted. Monty Williams even said, can we expect that from him on a night to night basis? I don't know, but in a pinch, you need guys that you can rely on. And Monty said this last night. It was nice being able to throw some of these guys in there and see what they could do um, because you just never know. And in a playoff series, like you're going to want a guy like Ish who, you know, before Tory Craig got here, we were talking about Ish as being the Suns' best option as a small ball five. And that's probably because of a lack of other options. But in that Spurs game he had a few weeks ago where he played extended minutes, he legitimately looked great. And him being at the five turned that entire game around. So, you know, you have Torrey Craig to fill that role now. But again, you just never know. And you need a guy who can who can provide you with three-point shooting, who can defend multiple positions, who can switch in those schemes, who's not going to try to do too much, going to know his role, and can just do a little bit of everything. You know, he's, he's built like a brick house, and that always helps. Um, but, you know, you saw him running around screens and hitting threes. You know, I, I think there's a stat that in games where he's played at least 10 minutes, I think he's shooting something like 45% from three and 48% from the floor. So it's not a matter of, you know, he's in a tough position where he comes in for two to three minutes maybe in garbage time, and it makes his overall numbers look a lot worse than they are. But if you look at his corner three-point shooting, um, I think he's 62% from the right corner, eight for 13 and he's 10 for 22 overall from corner threes. So that's about 46%. So it's not, it's you look at his overall three-point percentage, it's like 32% or something, it looks bad. But he can be a corner specialist, and that's all that they would need if they have to break that glass in case of emergency in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, and he's the kind of guy you're not going to question his motor. You know, he'll limit the mistakes, like you're saying. Like, I, I get it. It, it mm-hmm. makes sense. We knew... Ish was a guy, and we've been talking about it for months, that should be converted. I, I didn't expect Frank, but I'm, yeah. I'm glad Ish gets gets this opportunity and uh, and gets the chance. There. I agree. And if you want to go and have a deeper dive 
on Ish Wainwright and why he deserves a spot on this roster for the playoffs, you can head over to gophnx.com and read Gerald's full, full article over there. If you are not a member yet, consider becoming one because you get access to all of Gerald's sweet, sweet content. And trust me when I tell you it is top notch. A couple of things I want to mention about Frank and address from the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are asking like, okay, well, maybe Frank comes back next year. Mm-hmm. That is always a possibility. It's not guaranteed that Frank is forever not going to be a Phoenix son, right? right. And then two, Jordan in the chat asked if uh, he would get a ring if the Suns do win it all this year. And the answer is yes. yes. So anybody who has been a part of the Suns, throughout the season at all, whether injured or not, as long as they've been on the roster, they will get a ring if the Suns win it. Do, including sticks? Do they yes. get a, choo- like, isn't there a certain, at a certain point where they get to choose whether a player is, is a... I think so, but I, I also know that, like, I think that might have come from, like, the discussion about Torrey Craig last year because yeah. he technically played on the Bucks and the Suns. Yeah. Um, so there was like, does Tory Craig still get a ring even though he lost in the finals? Um, I think that's the case. We, we might want to look into that, but, um, I think everyone that's been on the roster gets a, a ring. Well, and even if they got a shoot, Frank would get one just because yes. they love Frank. So yes. it's not so like that. I feel like it would be kind of rude to choose not to give somebody who's been on your roster a ring, regardless of what they did or not. They were still a part of it. They were in that locker room. It would run very counter to the culture that James (laughs) and Monty have established here. And it would be very strange, especially after they brought him back like this. Everybody on this roster and James Jones included loves Frank. So that would be that would be weird. I wouldn't. Unless it's a budgetary. God, (laughs) not budget, not budgetary. Yikes. Okay. Um, Leah, do we I was this was just sent in via Twitter. Okay. Uh, to us, and I thought you'd enjoy it. It's Brian on Twitter saying, at Espo at Kaminsky Cove by himself now with Aww. the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air uh, gif from the final episode where he's alone in the mansion and it's empty. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now. It's, uh, that's well, tough. And I, I, I do want to address, because people are asking, why wasn't it Alfred? I, I think we touched on this briefly, but for anyone who may have joined in late, uh, you want all available bodies on deck, and as much as it sucks that it's Frank, uh, this probably indicates that he wouldn't have been ready to, that either he wouldn't be ready to go for the playoffs or that, you know, they're good at the center spot. They do have DeAndre Ayton, JaVale McGee, and Bismarck Biombo at that spot, and they can go small with Tory or Ish Wainwright. And I wonder if if a got here sooner, uh, the if he if the visa stuff hadn't taken as long, mm-hmm. if maybe this would have played differently and you could have seen Frank and Alfred in that situation with two, the two two way guys getting the call up. Uh, but obviously he just didn't have the time to show what he, he could do, uh, you know, in limited minutes, but Ish has been here all year and we're still, we're assuming, right. We're we don't assuming. know. We have yeah. not officially heard that it, that it is Ish being converted, but it makes the most sense. Right. So, so to kind of put a bow on this whole thing, Frank Kaminsky waived, which opens a spot for the Suns on their roster heading into playoffs. The deadline for them to convert two-way contracts is April 10th. So anytime between now and April 10th, the Suns can make up their minds on whether or not that is Ish Wainwright, Ife Lundberg, and then we'll kind of go from there. But what we're assuming, like you said, Espo, is that Ish Wainwright will fill that final roster spot for the Suns heading into the playoffs. Right. 
So I the one stat that jumps out at me just to my last thing about Ish and Alfred because when I wrote this, I was under the impression that it would be it would come down to probably those two guys. I, I mentioned Frank, but I didn't want my heart to go there. Um, <laughs> Ish, I saw somebody in the chat say that Ish is not good. Ish is, has a tough role of playing very limited minutes, so you look at the numbers and they're not great. But like I said, when he plays extended minutes, his shooting percentages are way higher. He's shooting just under 60% around the basket, which is slightly above average. Uh, we talked about his corner three-point percentage. Last night, he made four three-pointers, which is as many as Alfred has made all season long. Um, I, I think that that is a guy that, again, you're not going to rely on for playoff minutes. But if you have to, you would rather have him than an injured Frank Kaminsky. So as much as it hurts, I understand it. Um, and I guess the bad news is that this means that we could still be in this situation where Monty is picking between Aaron Holiday and Alfred Payton, and lately he has not been picking well. <laughs> so, which he admitted to you last. Yeah. Night. So hope that <laughs> hope that they don't have to go that deep in the rotation in the playoffs because if they do, we might be getting Alfred Payton playoff minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Shudder. Okay. So. April 10th, convert two-way contracts deadline. April 11th, playoff rosters are set. April 16th, playoffs begin. April 17th, first Suns playoff game. Yes. So there's your schedule for the next week and a half or so. <laughs> Lock um, it in. Yes. Get ready. Get ready. Get prepared. Uh, one more thing from the chat. Chris with the super chat, thank you, said, even if Frank was healthy, did we really need four centers? Well, they had it last year and you want to... You wound up needing them, right? You did, but last year, I mean, Dario's like a small ball five, Tory Craig's a small ball five, and then other than that, they had Frank, and they didn't really roll him out until the very end. So out, of, out of sheer necessity. Out of sheer necessity. So I feel like this year, you don't need that many. Like, if you're having to turn to Frank Kaminsky coming off an injury in a playoff series, something went really, really bad. Um <laughs> But yeah, it, it does. It just sucks. <laughs> Any final thoughts, guys, before we move on to the next subject? Frank, right. we hope to see you back here next year. R.I.P. Cove. It's been fun. <laughs> you guys can still be the Cove crazies, but I will shed a tear every time <laughs> we say it. Uh, God, all that stock I had in that property, too. All that property that's, I own. That's tough. I need to go talk to my financial <laughs> advisor and have a conversation with the missus. We're hurting right now. So. Yikes. Yeah, it's up to you guys. You can be Cove Crazies if you want, or you guys can decide to change the name. It's totally up to you. It's uh, your world. We're just living in it, really. Let's be honest. We, ha we have no liquid assets anymore. <laughs> Hopefully, it's just like a seasonal thing. Like These are the dead months, and then back in the fall, we'll be able to pick business back hopefully, up again hopefully the summer that's when you want to be in a cove <laughs> yeah, that's that's true so. <laughs> all right well we're going to take a quick break because two titles are up for grabs on the stacked ufc 273 fight card join the action with DraftKings sportsbook the official sports betting partner of ufc new customers can bet five dollars on any fighter and get a hundred dollars in free bets win or lose guaranteed so choose your fighter then sit back and watch the action unfold, knowing you're going to get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's betting just $5 to get $100 in free bets. This one's basically a no-brainer. So you should take advantage of this opportunity by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, using that promo code PHNX, and throwing down $5 on UFC 273. 
to get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code PHNX this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Just a reminder, that is 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, minimum $5 minimum deposit, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Safest way to make money in UFC and you don't have to walk out for a weigh-in in your underwear. I think it sounds like a great, uh, a great way to go about things. <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I'm not, as a UFC, right? I just kind of wanted to let that sit. There. Oh, you should. That, that was just that, let that people was, sit with yeah. that for a second. I don't know those people that uh, that fight in UFC. More power to you, man. That, that that's that that's brutal, man. To take that kind of beating. So oh, I'd yeah. much rather sit here and win money, regardless. Yeah. Uh, I bet on, on it fight instead than, of be a uh, part of that it. octagon. Yeah, sure. I agree. All right, Espo. You got some sun stonks for us today, right? I got to be cheery and happy. And <laughs> At a time like this. Oh, In time, this economy? Like this. Oh, yes, we have some sun stonks. The premise is simple. I'm going to give you a topic. You tell me, is, is it trajectory upward, staying even, or is it heading downward much like my shares of Kaminsky Cove and my property there? Okay. So the first one I want to know. Devin Booker's image in Arizona. This is an easy one. I wanted to I wanted to ease you guys into the into the game. I mean, it's definitely going down. That's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I could do one of the broadcasts last. No, no. Yeah. Oh no. It's obviously uh, going up and will yeah. continue to constantly go up <laughs> as long as he's a, a member of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, nowhere but up. Yeah. I I think this is the the highest trajectory it's been ever. Mm-hmm. Simply Agreed. because the other night, setting the franchise record and then acknowledging the history of the franchise, I uh, I don't know if I can share this, but I'm gonna, he not only gave his jersey away to Al McCoy, he gave some shoes away to somebody who's been in the organization for mm-hmm. a very long time to honor that individual and and their hard work. Devin Booker gets it. I think this is. This playoff run and that moment are where we're going to look back and go, yeah, that's where he became the greatest of of all time franchise wise. I think it's easy for people to forget that Devin is still really young. He's 25. Yeah. Like he is still (laughs) really, really young. And to have that level of maturity and just like foresight to the way he treats people within the organization and things of that nature. It's not something that you see. It's not commonplace, no, right? No, like you do all. see it occasionally, but it's not something that you get to experience or have on your team that often. Typically, it's a little bit older of a player before they reach that kind of understanding. Right. And, and you talk about the greatest players of all time in, in Suns franchise history. You usually go to either Steve Nash or Charles Barkley. And both of those guys, you know, did not spend their entire careers here. You know, Steve Nash left pretty early and then came back as a free agent. Charles Barkley came over. He was drafted by the Sixers. Like, Devin Booker has a chance to be our Dirk Nowitzki or Tim Duncan or Mm -hmm. Kobe Bryant, whoever you want to look at. He can be that when you think of, like, the epitome of the Phoenix Suns franchise, you go to Booker instead of guys that won MVP awards for this team. Um, So he he just he means more to this franchise than I think even those guys did already. 
And I think that that's going to shoot through the roof if they get the job done this year. It's crazy. He's been here three more seasons already than Barkley was. Yeah. Barkley was only here four seasons. So, uh, you know, and outside of the MVP award, he's accomplished everything that Chuck did too, which mm-hmm. is which is crazy. And now has a better season, regular season under his belt. So. He, he's about two full seasons away from passing Walter Davis as the number one scorer in franchise history. He has 50 more 30-point games than Walter Davis did for the franchise lead, and he's 25. Like, he's probably going to double that number by the time all is said yeah. and done, yeah. at least. And, I mean, just, like, even farther down the future, I can see Devin having a really long career, kind of like a Chris Paul, mm-hmm. because he's so crafty with his basketball. He doesn't rely just solely on his physical abilities mm-hmm. in the same way that we've seen Chris Paul kind of adjust his game. So I could see Devin being 36 playing basketball still. Oh yeah. And you knew, cause you know, he's learning from a guy who is 36 and playing basketball at yeah. an elite level. It's only a matter of time before Devin Booker's like, okay, I'm starting to lose a step. You know, this is six, seven years down the yeah, road. L- but he's time. like, okay, I'm starting to lose a step. Let's do the vegan thing. Like, let's do yeah. it. And then he <laughs> prolongs his career by another five to six years. Or he just starts it now and then he plays another 25 <laughs> years and blows us all away. Who knows? Yeah. So, would, it, would it surprise you? Yeah, if, anybody, surprise if anybody was that ultra competitive to want to be the one who is like the oldest player ever in NBA history, it's Devin. Oh, yeah. It, it totally not, is. It would not surprise me. <laughs> Uh, next on the Sun Stonks chart we're looking at here, Cam Johnson's shooting. Where are you sitting on it? I mean, right now it's trending down, but it's only a matter of time before it's trending back up again. I, I think we've seen him really struggle to get his legs back under him, to get his conditioning back, and to get shots to fall. Um, but we saw him go through a stretch like this before last year's playoffs. We saw him go through a stretch like this at the beginning of the season, and every time he turned into an absolute flamethrower after that. So mm-hmm. it, it's down right now, but it's only a matter of time before it's back on the right path. I say within the next four days, by the time the market opens next Monday, okay. it'll be back <laughs> on a on a incline. It'll be going right back up. Yeah, I, I was looking so at So buy now is what <laughs> I'm saying. Buy Good now. Good time to invest in some Cam Johnson. <laughs> I was looking at it. Obviously, it's been pretty abysmal since he came back in those four games. He's shooting, I think it's 20% from three. But I, you went, I went back and looked at the first 10 games of the season where he where he struggled, and he was shooting low, low 30, right? And mm-hmm. he bounced back and was shooting in the next 10 games like 45%. Mm-hmm. We're on the cusp of this <laughs> being an upward trajectory. I'm not overly concerned myself. So. I agree. All right, uh, next one. Ish Wainwright being a part a part of the long-term future for the Phoenix Suns. Define long-term. Yeah. Next next season. Let's, uh, let's say next season. We'll, we won't say five years from now. We'll say next season. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this one because I, I do think with a team like this that's going to incur some major expenses over the summer because if Devin Booker makes All-NBA, he's eligible for a Supermax extension um we already know about deandre Ayton and cam johnson they have several other free agents tory craig javel mcgee guys like that or i think actually tory craig might have one year but they have a lot of pieces that are going to be up for extensions or available to leave in free agency you need a guy like ish wainwright who push comes to shove if you do have to put him in your rotation he's familiar with your system with your culture 
with your offense, with all of that, and that you know what you're getting from him. And I really do think he would be a rotation piece elsewhere. Like, I think the reason he plays so sparingly here is because they're a juggernaut. Like, they have phenomenal pieces, one through ten, basically. Um, but I think if you put him on another team, like, he would be playing rotation minutes for, like, probably half the league. Not a starter, but a bench guy. So I think he's a guy that you could re-sign for cheap and help with the depth and just having able bodies because keeping this group together is going to be really expensive. Yeah, I think this is kind of a... This is playing the long game, if you will, right? It's a slow incline, but it's definitely moving up Mm. for Ish. And I wouldn't mind having him back on this roster. Like you said, Gerald, he's a phenomenal person. Mm. The guys clearly really like him as well in that locker room. And if he's able to contribute in any way possible for this team and be less of a money liability, then that's huge. And that's Mm. a win-win for this team. I'm going to say it's actually trending downward. Okay. Because but, other teams are going to want him. Yeah, that's it. I don't think, <laughs> I don't fair. know. The, the price, price just went up. <laughs> yeah. That's I don't fair. know that the price tag will be where we, uh, where we assume it will be, uh, especially if he plays over the next handful of games and, and shows flashes like he did in that Clippers game. You know, there'll be some GM out there that thinks, oh, I can catch lightning in a bottle. I can get a good value at slightly higher than what the Suns are paying, but have a guy that'll be valuable. So I'm going to say, it's actually trending downward. Next one, not on. There's one more on the court than an off the court one. We'll, we'll do the on the court. Landry Shamit's usefulness in the playoffs. It's going up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> there's nowhere else for this to go. I love that you feel it, you feel safe and emboldened to do this right now. I would say this even if Saul was here. I've been trying <laughs> to tell him to buy the Landry Shamit stock now because shooting 39 percent from three since the All Star break. We all know that it was really tough sledding for him before that, up to that point, and then he was dealing with the ankle thing for a couple weeks leading into the All-Star break. He comes back, he struggles to find his footing a little bit, and then he just starts letting shots fly, and they start falling at a rate that's right in line with his career averages. Like We know this guy is a three-point shooter. We knew it was only a matter of time before the law of averages kicked in over Murphy's Law when everything was going wrong for this guy. Um I don't, he's not going to play extensive minutes, hopefully, because you know, when the playoffs start, those minutes, they get chopped. Like they just do, the starters play long minutes. But if you need to rely on him for 10 to 15 minutes, I feel way more comfortable with him being able to do that now. And we should mention it's not just the shooting, he's been supplying them with gritty defense all season long. And that's the reason he's been able to stay on the floor despite those shooting struggles. And he's attacked the rim mm-hmm. times recently as well. So Landry slam it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm as high up as Gerald is, slightly Fair. below Gerald. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do think stonks are rising. Um, however, because of the limited minutes, I'm a little cautious because I know that after the All-Star break, the biggest difference maker for Landry was the fact that we had injuries. He had the Mm -hmm. ability to spend more time on the court playing through that slump. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know that I'm 100% confident that come playoff times, he's fully worked through the slump and that it might not be a little bit of a backslide, a finding rhythm within the playoffs in those limited minutes. But I'm still buying. It's a fair point, Linz. Oh, good. No, I was just going to say that's a fair point because part of the reason that he worked out of that groove was being put in the starting lineup playing extensive minutes and being able to shoot out some of those shooting woes in the playoffs, it's going to be back to 
his role before when he struggled where you get a shot here, you get a shot there, you need to make those shots because if you don't, you're not going to have the time to work yourself into that rhythm. I'm going to say it's not up, it's not down, it is even. Mm -hmm. Uh, Landry is where he's at where everybody kind of expected him to be, like you said, back to his career averages. But I feel like the expectation never was that he would be a, a big part of any playoff rotation in his career. He's kind of fallen out of playoff rotations mm-hmm. uh, as, uh, as their, as his team made the playoffs. So, you know, he, his minutes would shrink when they got to the playoffs. So I think he's exactly where they kind of expected to be. If they need him, he's going to hit a three pointer or a couple three pointers in a, in a series, you know, in a game, but that he's not a big part. I'm going to say, even. I'm hopeful though, that, the pressure of the playoffs is good pressure for these guys um, who are going to see more limited minutes and that the amount of trust that Monty and their teammates have instilled in them throughout the year. Like even last night we were talking, Ish Wainwright was saying everyone on the bench was like, let it fly, let it fly. We have faith in you. I'm hopeful that with the pressure of the playoffs and just that added sense of urgency and like wanting to perform at your highest level that the trust of your teammates and your coaches will really shine in those moments so that Landry can come in in limited minutes, knock down those couple of buckets, and leave us in a really good spot when he does uh, leave the floor. Last one. You ready for this? This okay. Is, this is an important one. <laughs> All right. Outdoor beach parties during the playoffs <laughs> in Arizona summer. Oh God. Oof. I like the idea of an outdoor extended arena environment like we've seen other places around the NBA, right? Mm -hmm. Milwaukee Bucks had a really cool one last year in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Very concerned because of the weather here in Phoenix. Like if you are attending that, please bring a ton of water and a lot of sunscreen. Wear some hats, some light long sleeve clothing. You know what I'm saying? Leave the beanies at home. Yes. Leave the beanies at home. (laughs) The one time I will tell you to leave the beanies at home if you were going to watch an entire game outside in this heat. Trending up or down? It's down. Is that where we're going? I love the the idea, like culturally. (laughs) But man, if you have like more than two beers at this thing, you're going to be like dying. I don't know. But I will say, okay, I think I'm even on it because I'm concerned. But I also know there are plenty of festivals in Phoenix during the summer months. Yeah. So maybe we as a group of community, like our community is smart enough. We've learned our lessons on how to tackle events like that. <laughs> Look, most of those I'm hopeful. Most of those aren't in on cement in a <laughs> we'll leave it where I'm gonna say they're trending up just because they're happening, but yeah. I don't know that it necessarily Strictly should. speaking, they're trending up. Whether they continue <laughs> to trend up after the first one remains to be seen. They better hope there's a lot of night games in these series. <laughs> Yeah, that would make it way better for sure. And then maybe put some misters out there to help keep things cool. Don't you need an actual beach? Like, is there going to be sand? I think there might be sand. Sand is not a good idea at 110 degrees. (laughs) It's going to be hot. You're going to have glass almost. (laughs) Uh, Someone in the chat said they're only letting you bring in one bottle of water. Talk about that. If that's true... (laughs) People are going to (laughs) die at this thing. They'll sell it. It'll just be like... I love the suns. I just don't know if they're worth dying for in this Arizona heat. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't Unless it's that. a championship parade. Then everybody go and take one day out in the sun. It'll be all right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, 
I yeah, I don't think your beach towel is gonna help you out, no. out the heat like no. that. So all I'm gonna say is if you attend, please be safe and drink lots of water beforehand, drink lots of water throughout, wear a lot of sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Um anything else on the stonks? Is that gonna no, do it for us was, today? That was it. I'm think, still trying to figure out the logistics on the beach party, but other than that, I think uh, I think we've uh, corrected the market here. Today, so. <laughs> I think we had one last super chat. We do. Philip with the super chat says, "Money for forty ounces of Frank Fund. Drink one and pour some out. Homie will be missed." This, this is true. Yeah. This is true. This I'll, is very true. I'll take that ten bucks and I'll go we, uh, drink my sorrows this evening. I, I think we do have one last shout out. To Frank, if, if Leah's ready for it. In one minute. In one minute. Okay. In one did I record minute. a song to Frank that I was No, you did. Oh. <laughs> we promised no Gerald more. Gerald has a surprise? No, is this I, our first Gerald surprise? It's not real. He has surprise as much as something fun I found on Twitter okay. while we were doom scrolling okay. through the sad Frank news. Frank the tank. But, okay, we yeah. got... <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Like um, Gerald, Gerald hasn't dropped just, a surprise on us. Yeah, I, I haven't had a surprise, so. but I just want to shout out Frank Kuminski, who is a Phoenix legend for this. <laughs> this was chug, chug, chug. <laughs> this was Frank the Tank doing his best Frank the Tank impersonation at uh, I can't remember which game this was, but I think it was after airport. it was at the airport when all the fans came out to greet the Suns, and he just crushed his Budweiser. And threw that beer can into outer space. Like I think that thing is still traveling through the stratosphere. Can they make him a special assistant to James Jones or a special big man coach? Is there something we can do? I need Frank in my life during this playoff run. Ooh, bring him on the broadcast. That's bring yes. him right here. That, yes, I'm gonna go hire me some Frank. I need to go get some money. Uh, start dropping those super chats so we can afford Frank for the playoff run. We should try and make that happen. One hundred percent. Uh, yeah, that was that was one of the best moments of the playoffs last year was just like the chaos mm-hmm. at the airport when they arrived home and how the players embraced it as well, because they could have stayed inside their cars and like probably had security have. move yeah, them around and like have. shuffle them through the chaos. But they were all hanging out of windows mm-hmm. on top of cars, like living it up with the rest of us and it was so fun so shout out to frank who has always been a real one mm-hmm. you will be missed we hope to see you back at some point sooner than later come on do the playoffs with us we gotta see <laughs> gerald be in person i'll be so. on the road frank yeah. all right before we get into our final segment of the day a quick break to remind you that children five and older are eligible for the covid19 vaccine the vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with covid19 The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease and safe, free, and highly effective COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Playoffs are on the horizon. We are going to be hanging out with one another. This is now our opportunity to keep our community safe and healthy so that we can all be there in person and enjoy what is hopefully going to be one of the best parts of this entire year. The best part of Phoenix Suns basketball history, really. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Not Fingers crossed. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't mean to put any bad All of those out things. there in the world. Nope. <laughs> All of those things. All right. Last thing we got for you guys. 
Leah has a surprise for us today. Okay, we got another Producer surprise. Producer Leah <laughs> yes. coming in clutch with some sort of surprise. <laughs> Leah, right. what do you have? So I haven't I haven't produced your show in a while, but I thought we could play a little game since I am here. Yes. So we're going to play a little game of Would You Rather. Oh, Ooh. hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the first question is, would you rather go back in time and meet your ancestors or go forward in time and meet your descendants? Look, as as Back to the Future taught us, you shouldn't uh, go back or go forward and meet your future self or future uh, children that you have. So I would go back in time. Is that what it taught us? Well, it actually taught us don't make out with your mother. That's and, what that was my you know, biggest thing. In, in the past, <laughs> I mean, that's what the original one taught us at least. Yeah. So. There's some weird lessons in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just weird when you start to think it. Uh, I'd I'd go back and meet my my ancestors because I feel like I could learn a lot more than than I could teach my uh, my future <laughs> my future uh, relations. So I would go back and meet my descendants. So my mom, her maiden name is Medici, and I don't know if you're familiar, but like that was a very powerful family in. Italy during the Renaissance, they were patrons, they were kind of gangsters, they were royalty. So that would be cool. But hello brings up a great point in the chat. Ancestors would be racist as hell. I'm Italian, Spanish, and French, so that's a lot of imperial blood. I, I think I'd go descendants. I'm a little I'm a little <laughs> concerned that future generations may have that same problem. Let's be honest. So. Hopefully not. <laughs> I think okay, well. I only have one answer for this because my bloodline stops with me. <laughs> like I'm not having any children. So there's no one to visit in the future. Lindsay but, Smith, last of her name. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, doesn't your sister... Does that count? Doesn't that count? Siblings, kids, does yeah, that count? That can count. It's part okay. of the family tree. I would say going into the future is... is I would be very curious to know what the future is like. Yeah. Like, did I make the right decision by not having kids? Because it's a complete like... Hellhole? Right. I don't know. I'd be curious to know. Yeah. Or is it great? Did the world change for the better and like the next generation because, took care of things that we forgot to take care of? Everything got better? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so my answer has to be go back in time because I feel like since there's nobody really in the future for me to go meet. Um, but also going back in time, I feel like it would be interesting to actually get a real life look into what what it was like. Right. Because we're going mm. based off of stories being told history and we all know how history kind of works and doesn't work at times so it'd be cool to get a first-hand experience of what things were really like and i really don't want to ruin the future i don't want to know what's going to happen right yeah i'd rather be surprised the anxiety or, that it could give you <laughs> i'd rather be surprised or completely disappointed when i get there i don't want to <laughs> skip steps you know see i i'd have to follow up like do I have a set time in the future that I have to pick or do I just get to know for sure that I have descendants? Because I don't want to be like, yeah, you get to go 200 years in the future and you get there. It's a barren wasteland of like, <laughs> your descendants are some weird. Like, your descendants are cockroaches. Like now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, or, I mean, what if you went too far back and you found out that was the truth, too? Oh, like, God. <laughs> Yeah, it could go wrong both and, ways. And, and would I be stuck there? Can I visit or can I go back? Because I don't want to go back to like before modern medicine was invented. You know, <laughs> I don't want to live in that time. Leah, just trying to break our minds. Did that answer everything? <laughs> um, 
That was that question. Do you want to do another? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. Would you rather be in jail for five years or be in a coma for a decade? Wait. Oh. Depends. Who am I in jail with? Is this some <laughs> violent crime that I'm in jail for? We all get to pick who you're in jail with. Well, assuming you're only in for five years, it's, you know, probably not so violent. Middle ground? I mean, if I'm in white collar I'm, prison, I'm taking five years. Like, I'm going to jail. I'm going to come out so ripped just from getting in a daily routine after that. Could you imagine the amount of naps you can take? But I guess a coma <laughs> is like one long nap. Yeah, that's one long nap. Except you yeah. don't feel refreshed after you wake up. <laughs> you can't move because your legs have not been used yeah. in 10 years. Yeah. And you, like if I'm in prison, I could still see my daughter, mm -hmm. talk to people, learn something, maybe get shanked. I don't know. <laughs> but like at least I'd be experiencing something. Help your street cred. <laughs> I don't think that would happen. There's nothing. You'd come back there. to the show Prison Espo. So you know what <laughs> I've heard? Just all prison tatted <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Well, we're talking about jail, not prison. So okay. two totally different yeah, things. If I'm um, there for five years, I don't think I'm just in the holding cell. Something went really wrong. <laughs> I've been in the drunk tank for five years. <laughs> what I've heard... Sons win a championship once. <laughs> from people I know who have been in jail, the thing they miss the most is pockets. Pockets? I, hold on. Yes. I would think you'd miss being able to go to the bathroom not in front of other human beings. Yeah. I'd miss them. Well, I think because, well, they're guys that I've heard this from. So you guys have pockets and you utilize them on the daily, even mm -hmm. just putting your hands in your pockets when you're kind of just standing around aimlessly. Mm -hmm. That was the most bizarre thing. They were like, you know what's so weird? You'd think I would miss X, Y, and Z. They're like, I miss pockets. That's interesting. Right? I would I have guessed something completely so different. Wild. I think I would probably no, pick jail too, though. That <laughs> oh, no. I think I would pick jail too. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, you bring up a good point. The Suns championship thing, it made me think. If I go in a coma, they're rattling off 10 straight championships that I don't get to experience. I know the way things go. That's what would happen. <laughs> and I don't want to miss it. I'd rather, I, I'd rather be in jail, I think. <laughs> Wait, this is the second show in a row we, I've talked about being in jail. And my daughter heard last night. She's like, why would daddy go to jail? We probably should pick these topics better. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, next one. Would you rather lose your sight or lose your memories? Oh, do I get to choose which memories? No, all your all memories. memories. Sight. Pretty easily sight for me too. I'm going to say memories because, I mean, I'm a pretty messed up individual. So I that's really like, hope six, your daughter's that's like 60, 40 bad, right? I can, uh, <laughs> So you could still see everything. You just I, wouldn't remember any of the people that are close to you. People could tell me uh, how I felt about them. And, 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 I can and you would just go along with it? I can relearn. <laughs> yeah, I yes. guess that's the question. Do I get to relearn who the people in my life are? It didn't say... You, it's entirely up to you, I, I guess. I would, I would say you probably could. And I'd ask them to selectively remind me who they are. Don't tell me the bad thing. Just tell right. me the bad thing. Like any fight you had in the past, that didn't exist. That never happened. Like we've always mm. only ever been happy in whatever relationship it is. Friendships, families, romantic, whatever. What if it was like Memento? Where your memory like reset all the time. Like, Just have tattoos all over yeah, your body like, with memories. If it was like that, I think I'd say uh, my eyesight. But didn't he die in the end of that movie? 
It's like probably somebody died. We all die in the end, Gerald. Like, I, mean, I guess that's true. Yeah. Hello said memories. It worked out in 50 first dates. That's Maybe. what I'm thinking in my Did head. Like, yeah, you can just remind me. But she Did still it- had her long term memory. It was just she couldn't remember short-term stuff and did it really work out she wound up with adam sandler i'm not sure that that's happily ever yeah she got saddled with a kid and adam sandler she woke up with a freezing boat in the middle of a last she didn't ask for this yeah i I don't think that worked out yeah And she wakes up scared every day yeah, because every there's day so she's like, where the hell am there? I? Yeah, what's no. going on? Why am I married to this <laughs> egghead? Like, what's going on? Uh, I don't know. I feel like memories. I think I'm going to go memories on this one. I'm going to go more for us, can still hear. <laughs> yeah, I have one more. Gerald just has really sweet memories. Apparently. I do. That's the one I was like, eh. <laughs> with the good i guess I'll Clean slate. <laughs> all right would you rather never be able to go out during the day or never be able to go out at night i'd rather never go out during the day yeah especially here in arizona it's hot like, as hell yeah <laughs> yeah six months out of the year i don't want to be outside during the day anyways no. so yeah i'm gonna go with that plus like if i had it my way i could sleep until like one realistically and then there's half the day already mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you just chill in your house until like what seven eight so as you call it easy. the usual yeah uh, <laughs> easy yeah. totally live that life yeah i i have one for you, you. For me? <laughs> yes okay. for you would you rather produce a show for a winning team but never be able to watch oh, any hockey again <laughs> or never be able to watch winning ho- Winning anything ever again, but be able to talk and watch hockey. Oh my god! <laughs> well, Savage. At this point, I'm just never going to be able to watch winning hockey. So I'd rather talk hockey. I love talking well, hockey. What okay. I was really asking is, do you want to replace Shane? <laughs> <laughs> Should he host Coyotes now? Are we doing a swap? We, should, we shouldn't subject anybody to that. No, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> Thank you, Leah. Appreciate uh, you bringing us some fun questions to round this one out. Um, and we appreciate everyone for tuning in. It's always fun to talk some Suns basketball. And we, this one was a little bit unique in the sense that we got some breaking news live on the show and we got to work through it together in a kind of group therapy type of setting. I haven't worked through it. I texted my therapist. I have like an hour <laughs> after this that I have to go work through. You that could, mean, you could okay. still get a tattoo to commemorate his time with the sons no. if you want. You could as well. <laughs> very well could. See, he's not that torn up about it. No, well, no. <laughs> I just, I'm not a tattoo guy. It, you know, Fair. I, I gain and lose weight way too much. Things stretch. It's just not a pretty sight. Nobody needs that. So. All right. One last thing I want to tell you guys about is our newest partner. We are excited to welcome OG's Brands into the PHNX family. OG's is one of Arizona's first scratch-made cannabis kitchens and is dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. The quality of their products stem from the combination of accurate dosing and an amazing flavor. They have a multitude of different flavors for you guys to choose from, as well as different products based on whatever need or desire from the products you're looking for. So if you guys want to check out OGs, we highly recommend it. They seem like they've got amazing products, amazing company, and they're a part of our family now, so they're a part of your family as well. do they have one that could help me forget about Frank? It's a good possibility. Okay, I, I, I gonna... would say that there's no. likely a possibility uh-huh. that you could hit up OGs.com, uh, OGsbrands.com. To... They just have one that says, 
forget about Frey. <laughs> yeah, so their motto is flavoring life, and that's something we can all get behind. So if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OG's near you. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. And if you're here with us on YouTube, we appreciate you chatting with us in the chat. If you are listening to this wherever you listen to your podcast, we appreciate you for tuning in. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review because it helps us out a lot. We will see you guys tomorrow for our usual pregame, postgame shows. Until then, be excellent. Have a great day. You can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. I can never use the phrase, let's be frank, ever again. <laughs> Ahoy, hoy. <laughs>